He's back. Phil Dracovic returns to Boston College and leads the Eagles to their first ACC win. We're going to talk all about this game today on Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. We are here to talk about the BC and Virginia Tech game held on Friday. It was the red bandana game. And guess what, Boston College fans? The BC Eagles are back in the win column, winning 17-3. And why did that happen? Well, quarterback Phil Dracovic returned from a hand and wrist injury after missing the last six games due to that injury. It was a surprise. No one knew he was coming back. There was buzz all around throughout the day that he might return, but nothing real. And then all of a sudden, right before the game kicks off, about 15 minutes, BC Football releases a tweet that says, I'm back. Dracovic leads the team out onto the field, and boom. It felt like everything had changed. It was the red bandana game. It was against a rival in Virginia Tech, and you had Dracovic back. And immediately, everything looked different. Now, Dracovic... He His job in this game, he obviously wasn't 100%. He struggled to throw the ball at different points, but, you know, a little ring rust, that's okay. But when he got back out there, his leadership brought Boston College to some big plays. And it happened big time. I think it was the second drive in the first quarter. Dracovic goes back to pass. He tries to hit Lucchetti in the corner. He throws an interception he missed by about two or three feet and underthrew it, Guy uh, undercut it, picked it off. However... Dracovic, Jalen Gill, they, they're flying to that ball. Jalen Gill knocks the ball out. Dracovic picks, uh, gets it back. A couple plays later, Dracovic is helicoptering into the end zone. A play that really took my breath away because, you know, I don't want to see him getting hurt again, but shows you just how tough he is. So Dracovic gets out there. He does that. And then he just, I, I can't even explain how impressive both sides of the ball for Boston College was. The defense was crisp. They, you know, be, uh, Virginia Tech loses their starting quarterback, Braxton Burmeister, on the second drive of the game. They bring in uh, Knox Kadem, who just does not get anything done because BC's defense is all over him. They're playing great in coverage. They're hitting their tackles. They're not letting any big plays happen. This was the complete opposite of the nightmare in Blacksburg that BC had in 2020 because this defense, they showed up and they played hard and they won that game. They got off the field, they got let the offense do their thing, and BC just ran a power running game that punished Virginia Tech up in the in the trenches, and they just took care of business. BC wins 17-3, it's their first win in the ACC, a huge monkey off the back, and it really changes the whole complexion of the of the season looking ahead. All of a sudden, we're not worried about it anymore between Dennis Grossell and Evan Moorhead. They can sit and they can develop. That's great. You don't have to worry about them. Instead, we're heading into the Georgia Tech game this week, probably as a favorite because Boston College is playing so well. No longer is this defense asked to do everything because you have Phil Dracovic out there who can run those six to seven minute drives, which he did a couple times last night, and it keeps the beat defense nice and fresh. They get out there, they make plays, they win games. So Boston College, this was a huge, huge win and a big game. You know, obviously you want to win the red bandana game any chance that you get, and they did just that. Dracovic, 
he finished with 112 yards passing. He was intercepted once, but he had a rushing touchdown, and he made a bunch of plays with his legs. I think that was the the thing that really struck me was the plays that you would see Grossell make a bad pass or Moorhead kind of turtle because he just didn't know what to do yet. Dracovic just was like shrugging it off, making you know positive plays out of nothing. So here's who I need to give credit for to this game because there were so many different pieces that played so well. Patrick Garwo in that rushing offense with that offensive line played exceptionally well. And that defense, we're going to talk about all of that with Mitch Wolf in just a moment because it was an impressive outing all around for the Eagles as they improved to five and four. Now with that win, they just need to win one more game in their bowl eligible. And I know some of you don't really care because it's whatever small bowl that they're going to get into probably. But think of this. You saw the difference between BC with Jakovic and BC without. How nice would it be for the Eagles to win, you know, win out? And it's not that impossible. They could, I think they could easily earn wins against Georgia Tech and, and Florida State. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but... You know, they're going to be right there with them. And then they end the season at, at home against Wake Forest, a team that just lost, that doesn't play a lick of defense. So it's going to be interesting. BC, I know Wake Forest is not undefeated, but how nice would it be to go 8-4? and four? That's around what we said could happen. There's a lot of football to be played, but all of a sudden, the outlook of the season has completely changed. The dreariness, the dul- the doldrums of, oh, this team is going in the wrong direction. The Eeyore takes on everything, which I get. It was hard to watch. It's gone. You can be excited about BC football again. The quarterback is there and he makes all the world of difference on the offensive side and helps the defense because the defense doesn't have to do everything. It's going to be so much fun to get through these next three weeks. I can't wait to talk more about it with you as we go along. In a moment, we're going to be joined by Mitchell Wolf, who's going to tell us his thoughts on the offense. But I want to tell you about prize picks. All right, college football fanatics, have you heard about prize picks? Prize picks is a daily fantasy football, uh, fantasy sports made easy. I love this, and I know you will too. I have been getting into prize picks. This is so much fun. Basically, what you do is you pick some players, you pick the over and under, and maybe you pick the a mid major and our our major school, Power Five, and you can think any prop you can think of, t- yards, touchdowns, even interceptions, throws. You just pick the over and under projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize Picks allows mixed sports entries, so you could pick Mac Jones and Phil Dracovic. Have a little fun with it. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. I'm telling you, I've played all sorts of daily sport, fantasy sports. Prize Picks is the best. It's really fun. you got to check it out. Make sure that you... Uh, sign up today and use Locked On for your sign-up code. You'll receive a hundred dollars bonus, a hundred percent bonus, excuse me, on any deposit made up to a hundred dollars. So you put fifty dollars, they're gonna give you fifty bucks to play with. It's a lot of fun. You need to check that out. Head over to PrizePicks.com and use promo code Locked On, or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. I am joined, as always, on Mondays by Mitch Wolf. Mitch is a staff writer for BC Bulletin and does a whole bunch of other things. He'll tell you about at the end of the show. Mitch, how's it going? It's going great. You know, back in the win column again. Uh, really fun, exciting game on Friday night, uh, and then a nice, you know, stress-free Saturday, which was also great. I I kind of dig as someone who covers college football having a Friday night game because then Saturday I can just hang out and do other things and not have to worry about covering BC football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. definitely. Yeah. I mean, so 
you know, in the first day, we talked all about the drama Friday. It, there was, you know, the, the, there was tea leaves out there saying, you know, oh, Dracovic's going to play, but not, nothing substantial. And you couldn't go with any of the, the rumors you heard. It was like all people with like 15 followers on Twitter saying, oh, they're going to come. He's going to play. And you're like, OK, yeah, that's great, but can't go on that. And then, you know, 15 minutes before the game, you get the Michael Jordan tweet with the I'm back and Dracovic comes out. From your perspective, how big, how excited were you? And what were your thoughts about his overall play? Well, I, I mean, I think props to Jason Baum and everybody at BC Athletics for a masterful job of stringing this along. Um, and obviously they didn't really even know that this was happening until midweek based on what Jerkovic said in the post-game press conference. Um, but, you know, obviously, like you said, you know, tea leaves, smoke, whatever you want to call it. It seemed like it wasn't really legit or like maybe it would happen next week, given that he would have a full week of practice, but, you know, having him come out and getting those tweets that it was actually happening was super exciting. And, you know, I think we'll, we'll talk about it, but I think it was pretty clear that that hand is not a hundred percent yet, but it's pretty, it's a pretty sorry state of affairs that a, you know, 75% or what have you Jerkovic is significantly better than a 100% Dennis Grossell or Emma Moorhead. Yeah. I mean, it was clear watching him throw the ball. He, he was struggling a little bit, but, uh, as Halfley said after the after the game, he mentioned that you know Dracovic didn't get a chance to practice all week, and mm-hmm. that he kind of forced him on Friday to say, "Hey, I'm ready to play." So I'm excited, even more excited about you know that they won, which is great. Obviously, ending a four game losing streak, getting your first ACC win off your back, that's big. But the fact that Dracovic is going to continue to get better. I think, and he's just mm-hmm. going to, his hand's going to strengthen and that offense is going to improve because you, even with him at 75%, you can see Signetti's offense working tailor-made for him. Um, you know, so Mitch, let's talk about the offense first. So let's, we talked about Dracovic. Uh, the, the second part that was equally as impressive was the offensive line. Tell me your thoughts about the way they played. I thought it was a masterful game. I mean, you know, it's, it's pretty incredible that, you know, Zion Johnson can kick out to left tackle, you know, a really tough position and one that BC has struggled with the last few weeks. And you didn't really hear his name once, which is what you want from offensive line. You don't want to hear his name at all. So, you know, pretty much he pitched a perfect game. Christian Mahogany is an absolute dog out there. I mean, he's like, I've been saying, he's like the younger guy on this offensive line, but he was just mauling dudes in the run game. Uh, Ozzy Trapilo, you know, he did get some commendation. And I, when I watched it back, there were some plays he missed, but you know, it's his first start. So I'll, I'll give him a break, but he played pretty well for most of the game. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the offensive line looked great. You know, I think, I think you could tell that really the entire team was just buoyed by Jerkovic coming back. Like there was just a new swagger, a new confidence. They're like, okay, like we can, we can win with this guy. Like we can go out and we can beat teams pretty soundly. And like I said, you know, I think it would, I'll return to Jerkovic just because it is super important. And like, he, I think there were only maybe like three of his passes that I was like, okay, but that hand's not there. But a lot of it, it also could just be, he had like two days of practice. And, you know, if you get him a full week of reps with the ones, you know, it's, I think a lot of those issues might kind of go away. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. And I, I don't want to like downplay his play. Cause he was the way he was able to, to, to make some of those plays, the run that he made for a touchdown made my heart stop because it was, you know, but he said it after the game, that's the way he plays. We're going to have to live with it. Um, and he just continued like some of those plays that Grossell would get hit or that Moorhead just didn't know what to do when they were coming at him. Dracovic just knew what to do. He just sh- shook them off, was able to move the pocket. And it makes BC's offense so much more effective when he can do that. And, 
you know, his leadership, his, the way you, you totally brought it up. Like all of the like issues about like sloppiness penalties, it seemed to all kind of just go away in this game. BC just played a strong game. You know, they beat up a team that was clearly not playing well and they got the W. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I think that, you know, some of those plays are a little, um, they're a little fluky, like, you know, obviously that interception he throws that then he recovers the fumble. Um, and you know, some of the plays where he was able to break tackles, you know, those might not be replicable, you know, as a process of a results kind of guy, but yeah, definitely just great to see him out there. And like, like you said, like, I mean, the, the play that I thought was the best was the, the, the I think one of his first throws to Jalen Gill, where they ran that Yankee play that they've been trying with everybody for weeks and you know he didn't throw the deep shot there but he finally he, he hits gill on the over route and then he had two great deep throws to zay and gill again so you know just having that aspect of the offense back you know we saw the running game you know the the yards per carry aren't spectacular but you know the run game was working quite well i would say throughout the majority of the game and you know and in, t- in terms of his the, the his presence and what it do- did the the play that i thought really showed like how into this game that team was and like they're not they're not checked out like some people had thought for the year was his interception the fact that Jalen Gill went in there and just punched that ball out like he didn't like so many wide receivers would just give up on that play and just you know Mm -hmm. pout and walk off or like not really put a full effort he went right in there and then Dracovic is right there to recover the fumble um it just shows you the energy that they have and the respect that they have for each other that you know, even on plays that it, it's a bad play and that was a bad pass, and Dracovic mentions it after the game that that's what it was. They still they still didn't give up, and I think that is exciting for the last three games. Yeah, and on that play, like uh, when I was watching it, they had a good uh, angle of it on the replay where he if he he's rolling to his right, so that's a tough throw to make. And I liked his decision because Lucetti would have been open in the back of the end zone. So you know, in a few weeks, if that happens again, you know, he might hit him. And I honestly, I think on that play, if Gil doesn't punch that out, Jerkovic is flying down the field. He might just wallop the defensive back and cause the fumble himself. So yeah, I mean, it's great to have him back. So one quick question before we get into our, into the defense, which is again, another incredible performance we'll talk about. I heard some grumbling and I, you know, I like to hear what people think that some people were upset that Dracovic came back because they, that means that he's not coming back next year, Mitch. I know you're into the NFL draft and to scouting. Give the perspective of what you think really is going through Dracovic's head right now. I don't, I don't think that's the reason why he quote rushed back. You know, I did see something that's like this injury takes typically about eight weeks to heal. And we're right in that thresh. We're right under that threshold. Um, and I just don't see how him rushing back to play four, maybe five games um, against, you know, not the best of the ACC, you know, unless, and like I said, like he would need to play like unconscionable, unconscious levels of football, like Joe Burrow 2019 levels um, in every one of these games to be like, all right, you know, I'm going to ride this high into the draft season. I, I just don't see that happening. You know, I think that, you know, he's going to get better each game, but I don't think he's going to be, you know, just throwing it all around the yard for like 400 yards and five touchdowns a game where he's looking like a perfect prospect. You know, he, there are still some flaws in his game and he looked really, really fun on Friday night, but I just don't see, that doesn't make much sense to me. Um, I think he's definitely coming back next year. You know, he does have one more year of eligibility. I think he wants a full year where, you know, I think a good amount of the guys who can come back like Zay, um, they'll come back next year uh, because they they also want like a full year with him. And I think he wants a full year of ACC competition with a team that, you know, next year the defense should get even better. 
the offensive line is going to lose some players, but you know, they've shown that the depth is there and they can develop players. So, you know, I think the team has a, a pretty good chance of being just as, if not as good next year. All right. And th- that was a great conversation and talk about great things. I like built bar. If you haven't tried a built bar by now, you are missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars yourself. They're hundred percent covered in chocolate and they are delicious. I have one every day around two 30. My wife has one. I now have to buy two boxes of built bars every time I order because she wants one and I get one. Um, they're that good. Built bars are low carb, low calorie, low sugar, and high in protein. And the flavors are delicious. Again, I'm telling you, they do not taste like a protein bar. You need to check these out. Another great thing about Built Bar, the flavors, if you have not ch- tried some, you can get a mix box as a whole variety of these, such as coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, and cherry barcia. I'm getting hungry right now just talking about them. Head on over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll receive 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. This is AJ Black. We are dissecting the Virginia Tech win. 17-3, to Boston College defeats uh, the Hokies at Alumni Stadium at the Red Bandana game. And obviously, all of the talk out of this game was about Phil Dracovic. You know, everyone wants to talk about him returning, you know, the and how that changes Boston College's um, momentum and really gets them, you know, back into the talk for bowl season. But now, now that the offense is clicking, you got to see what the defense really could look like. You got to see a defense that wasn't stressed, that didn't have to be out there and fell apart in the third quarter because they've been asked to do so much. Mitch, talk about the defense from last night. I went from Friday night, excuse me. I mean, the defense looked awesome from pretty much from top to bottom. I think I was saying that this is probably BC's most complete game since week one in terms of their offense and defense. And, you know, we've talked a lot about how the offensive struggles have led the defense to be on the field too much. And like you did say that they weren't as tired in the second half. And I mean, if you even look at the depth, the, sorry, the drive chart, BC punt, uh, only scored on their first drive out of the half. And then every other drive ended on a punt, basically. So, you know, the defense did have to go out there, but they forced punts themselves. They forced a big fumble, which should have been a defensive touchdown, uh, but the refs blew it dead too early. But, you know, Jason Baum actually uh, just tweeted that uh, some of BC's rankings in terms of their defensive stats, they're number six in the country in passing yards allowed, number nine in third down def- defense, number 18 in scoring defense number 19 in red zone defense, number 21 in pass efficiency defense, and number 29 in total defense in terms of yards. So, and I think we do have to take some of these numbers, especially from last night with a grain of salt, because Virginia Tech lost their quarterback, Braxton Burmeister, pretty early. I think it was the second drive. Um, So they had to play with a freshman Knox Kadem. Uh, They also lost their center at some point during the game. And before the game, they lost their number one wide receiver, Trey Turner. So the Hokies were a little banged up, but even so, you know, they were running pretty much the same offense with Knox Kateman and everybody played super well. I mean, Vinny De Palma had one of his best games. Cam Arnold played really well. The secondary was playing un- unbelievable levels of football. Like Josh DeBerry was making plays all over the field. Jaden Wood made a great game. Elijah Jones had another great game. You know, even though they're missing Brandon Sebastian, they're, they were playing absolutely incredible for another week in a row, honestly. You know, that's two, even three weeks if you want to count the Louisville game where the, the BC passing defense has been awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to give credit to the defense because they, they're a team and they, they played at a level that I just I did not expect them to do that this year. And Josh DeBerry, I, I, wrote, I wrote about him in my my notes after the game that he is tur- he's turning himself into a very um, attractive NFL draft pick, I think. Mm-hmm the way he's able to do a million different things on the field, they can line him out outside. They can line him on the nickel. He can do it all. And teams are going to, I think NFL 
uh, teams are going to salivate over him. Yeah, I mean, on, if we want to talk about a guy that, you know, BC fans should maybe be worried about leaving early, like I, I could see if DeBerry keeps playing like this, you know, he plays like this through the end of the season and they we get a bowl game and he has a big bowl game. It wouldn't shock me to see him leave because I think he's a redshirt junior, so he'll ostensibly have his degree and he's coming off, you know, a, a string of awesome performances in a, you know, in a defense that is asking him to do a lot in a lot of different ways. So, you know, I could see him be like, Hey, like I've got the hot hand here. Like my, I, if I come back next year, I might get hurt or I might put out some bad tape. Like I'm going to, you know, strike while the iron is hot, if you will. So, you know, that would, that'd be the one player. If I had to pick on BC, I'd be worried about leaving early. I would say it's Josh DeBerry. And I love that they're doing all of this without really having much of a pass rush still, you know, you're no. still, they had two yeah. sacks, but you know, they still do not have that, def- that star defensive end or our frontline presence that can really be a menace to a quarterback guys. Like the, you know, we've seen in the past, like Harold Landry, Zach Allen. I mean, you can go back and in, in like BJ Raji, things like that. Mm-hmm. They don't have anyone like that right now. Yeah, and- definitely. And like, like TJ Rams, a good run stuffer. Uh, same with Brandon Barlow, like, underrated player, like is not getting a ton in pass rush, but very solid run defender. Marcus Valdez can make some splash plays. Um, I mean, but but one of the sacks was Josh DeBerry on a seat on a nickel blitz. So, yeah, I mean, the pass rush is kind of, you know, they're they're lucky they're playing some quarterbacks that aren't great passers. So that's helping. Uh, but yeah, I mean, defense top to bottom has been really impressive these last few weeks. I mean, we if you look at the schedule moving ahead, there's three more games and there's only I mean, they're going to finish, I think, the top ACC uh, pass uh, pass defense of the con- uh, the conference. <laughs> They, they have Sam Hartman, which is going to be a challenge. I, I still, mm-hmm. I know they lost yesterday, but on Saturday, but oof, they're still a good defense and they're going to, I mean, offense, they're going to show a lot. Um, but you look at Georgia tech, you look at Florida state, this defense should be able to still feed off of both of those teams. I think. I would agree. I mean, those, those two teams have been putting up points like Georgia tech put up uh, 30, so 30, some points on Miami. You know, they have the ability to score, but you know, BC did a good job against Jeff Sims to, uh, in 2020, um, I'm not really scared of Florida state's passing defense that much, even with, you know, they're kind of switching between McKenzie Milton, Jordan Travis. I would, I'd be worried about Jordan Travis as a running threat because he kind of gives you that same profile as Malik Cunningham. So that would concern me, but you know, with the way this team is playing right now, firing on all cylinders with Jerkovic back, you know, I, I, I think that, you know, the bowl game is definitely, you know, on the horizon and, you know, maybe getting to seven or eight wins might also be in the cards. All right. Yep. And that's kind of how we're going to wrap this up. Uh, Mitch, thank you. Where can people find you on social media? You can find me at Mitchell T Wolf, W O L F E on Twitter. Uh, That's pretty much where I'm posting all of my uh, takes, my work, my, uh, you know, video analysis of everything, BC football and uh, college and NFL in general. All right. Thank you, Mitch. This is AJ Black. You can find me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC. We'll be back with Mitch tomorrow to talk about some of the games around the country. We'll talk about one local team that is joining the pool of schools looking for new uh, head coaches. We'll talk a little bit about that and we'll get into everything uh, about this game. Uh, AJ Black here. Follow us on Instagram, uh, Twitter, excuse me, at AJ Black underscore BC or Locked on BC. And make sure you hit that subscribe button to get all of our episodes. Thank you all for listening and we'll see you all again soon. Take care, everyone.